Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Dear beloved, welcome back. Today we have a special guest for you all, Anne-Marie Stroud. Is that how you say your name? Yes, perfect. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you may know her um, from her Instagram, The Catholic Hype Woman. She's amazing. I'm so excited to have her here. So thank you for coming on. And could you please introduce yourself to those who may not know you? It is such a joy to be with you this morning. I have been a longtime Instagram fan of yours, and it's just cool to have this conversation. Um, uh, yes, my name is Anne-Marie Stroud, and I am 24 years old. I feel like I'm in that like age range that I'm forgetting how old I am. <laughs> but yes, um, I am a wife and a mom. I got married um, a year and two months ago, and our sweet little Magdalena Grace is five months old. And she is just a blast. So full of joy, so communicative. Um, we live in Indiana, and um, I do. I uh, majored in marketing communications, and from Ave Maria University, graduated in 2020. Um, have done marketing jobs ever since, working part time now, um, and focusing on motherhood, which is awesome. But um, yeah, I just have such a passion for for. Um, people to know their identity and their worth, specifically women. And that's kind of uh, has been like the common thread of all of my seasons, regardless of what I've been um, doing, like concretely or for, um, you know, job wise or whatever else, but just like in writing and speaking, um, whatever, creating, I just have such a strong desire to know, um, to know my own identity and to share that with the women around me. So just yeah, such a joy to be here. Yeah, well, I love that. I am. I can totally like get that from what you do put out into the world, mm -hmm. and so you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. To do that for sure. Well, today is the feast day of the Assumption, um, the solemnity, the feast, the big day. Mm -hmm. um, yes, we love Mary so much, yes. and so I thought today we could talk about Mary. And Yay. talk about uh, her role in our lives, but also how we can better integrate her into our lives. Mm. Because sometimes as women, mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I don't know, I had this experience that sometimes yeah. we're like, ooh, she's another woman. I don't know if I can yeah. handle that right now. You know, I'm trying to work <laughs> on my relationship with Jesus, right? But right, right. Um, really, she Isn't can that be. so interesting that so I think I know everyone is different, but how there's like an intimidation factor almost just on the basic level of her being a woman, which says a lot <laughs> about us yeah. and our own hearts, you know? Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. It, it speaks to like the comparison that we are just in all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Especially as young women. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I just thought that would be a great thing to talk about today. Make her a little bit more mm -hmm. tangible, relatable, um, able mm -hmm. to, you know, I hope my hope is that we'll leave this conversation with some, you know, things that we can each implement in our lives, right? Love it. To, to grow yeah. closer with her. Um, yeah. So let's just start off kind of broad. Um, yeah. I would love to know when your like first experience or like 
a, like a big experience that you've had with Mary? Like, yeah, when did that come about? Yeah, so it's so funny because I think we live in an age of like constant um, caveats and trigger warnings on like Instagram posts and blog posts and speaking and you know all of this. And I think so often we're like afraid to talk about the good parts of our lives because of offending people. Um, mm -hmm. And I think like I found in my own heart, like the need to check myself when people are talking about these things that I didn't experience, weren't part of my experience or my story. Um, and I like, and I love giving people the freedom also to like, just be like, I don't know, like, yes, this is a good thing. That doesn't mean because you didn't have that you were less than um, or anything mm -hmm. like that, but like that this good thing is possible. And for me, one of those like really, really good things, it was my childhood um, in that I was uh, born and raised Catholic. My parents um, were super involved in ministry from like before I was born and just have like amazing, crazy stories and just like beautiful history with the father and uh, being so in love with the church. And so for me, I was just so gifted that my parents like ushered me into relationship with Our Lady from the beginning um, mm. in the context of the church. And so I didn't really have misconceptions about her from just like the standpoint of like, do Catholics worship Mary? Do they not? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I, that really isn't the point of this conversation, I know. Um, but just like from a pure, just it was a pure, simple, like mother-daughter relationship. And this story is so funny. So um, my mom's uncle, who we are really close with, passed away when I was pretty young. And um, he, we like saw him a lot and whatnot. And I, it was rough. Like, I think that was my first like close experience of death. And mm -hmm um what that meant and just kind of seeing that whole process unfolding of someone like we were so close with and then seeing him in a nursing home unfortunately and um just the decline and eventually when he passed away and i remember so vividly this is so funny like of all the things you remember about your childhood um we had this and we still they still have it in their house about my parents house right now they this beautiful um like tapestry hanging of Our Lady of Guadalupe, like a um, mm. kind of replica of the Tilma a little bit. And it was hanging at the top of our steps. We had our living room on the second floor. And I just remember being so sad about my uncle and I just felt this huge presence of Our Lady. And I just like, kind of like hugged the wall <laughs> a little mm. bit where she was. And I just like, I felt her presence so strongly in that moment of just like, I'm taking care of you and I'm taking care of everything. And she just like really revealed herself to me as a comforting mother in that moment, um, which was so beautiful because that really, yeah, that just like was such a um, spiritual marker of my life because she just has continued to show up since then as just like a comforting mother who's like, nothing's out of control. Like, you are safe here and um and protected and loved and yeah so that was that was just a really cool cool moment that's beautiful oh my gosh mm -hmm. and and such a like a, a powerful experience at such a young age to be able to mm -hmm. really carry that with you throughout yeah. the different stages of your life which i think is just mm -hmm. so beautiful mm -hmm. because like we kind of touched on before like some people have a really hard time letting mary love them it's yeah, not even yeah. like a hard time understanding who Mary was or having the faith mm. to say, I believe in this amazing woman. It was more so, it's more so mm. like letting our walls down and letting this yeah. perfect person who walked on this mm. earth yeah. love us, which is so strange, right. Um, right. which points to the fact that it has its roots in a 
many different things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I was just wondering if maybe briefly we, you could just touch on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So kind of jumping back to um, what I was just saying about like kind of feeling triggered by other people's like stuff. I am such a believer that if something makes you uncomfortable, you should sit with it because mm. the Lord is speaking something to you in that emotion. Um, and I think so many of us live our lives like, suppressing things and Mm -hmm. just like trying to push past it and micromanage maybe emotional pain. Um, and, and we can have emotional pain even if we didn't have some like abusive traumatic backstory or history. And something that I've really come to see in the women that I walked with and myself, um, in my marriage is we so often project flawed human love onto the infinitely perfect love of God. And I would say Mm -hmm. that that also, um, overflows into our lady. And I think that's oftentimes why so many of us um, struggle with our lady is because we've had such a broken experience of womanhood, whether it was your mom who passed away when you were young, or your mom who um, you had a hard relationship with, and she was distant from you, or maybe it wasn't your mom, maybe it was another female figure in your life, or maybe it was just like, women in general, you've had a hard Mm -hmm. time relating to, I've had friends who just like, I've written off girlfriends for seasons of their lives because it's just too painful. Um, And so, and the thing is, is like the Lord is not a suck it up and move on kind of God. He is a, I want to enter into the process with you and heal you. And that is how he's revealed himself to me so often through my story is like, he doesn't snap his fingers and heal us. He like oftentimes brings us into this emotional process of like, oh, there's a feeling of discomfort. Okay why do why am I uncomfortable? Okay, Mm -hmm. where did this come from? Okay, Jesus, where were you in this memory? Okay, Mm -hmm. heal me, Lord. And like, and maybe repeat a 100 times before that thing is healed. So I think with Our Lady, yeah, like, maybe it's like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable, like relating to a woman. And it's like, okay, or like trusting a woman. Okay, why is that? Why am I uncomfortable? So maybe that looks like going back, asking the Holy Spirit, enlighten my memory. Then it's going back, oh, wow, I have this memory. Maybe it's of, you know, I overheard my mom saying something negative about me or saying something um, to somebody that I didn't really trust, saying something maybe that I had told her in confidence or belittling. It's something like that. Like, and it could literally be not even my mom's a terrible person, just like this memory that you have Mm -hmm. of a moment of weakness in human love and Mm -hmm. taking that and being like, oh, wow, like that hurt my heart. And I need to sit with that and I need to ask for Jesus's like healing to be in that. And so then what I would do with that memory is like, okay, um, Lord, like show me what, what is the truth about me? Like our lady Mm -hmm. speak your, speak your truth over me. And like, then sitting in that. And I think that is like a huge way that we can overcome, um, potential woundedness. But I would just say the biggest thing is like, it starts with a, um, an ability to sit in the discomfort and bring that to prayer and not think you have to push through it on your own. Yeah. I love that. And I think too, it's like, um, with Mary, we don't have the, um, like the comp, not the confidence, but we don't have like the stamp of approval that she was divine, mm. right? Yeah. So with, with the person of Jesus, like the human Jesus, we know that he's also divine. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we can trust him immediately, I think, yeah. right? And, yes, and even totally. so, that there there's times when we have to 
learn how to trust, right? Right, right. But, but it's easier because, like, you're, you know, you can do go to adoration and, like, you can go to mass, you can do some praise mm-hmm. and worship, like, all this stuff. And it doesn't necessarily seem as clear cut with Our Lady. Exactly. And it's not a bad thing. It's just another thing to wrap our head around. Mm, and I think totally. when, at, when I was at the, you know, the, that like, ugh, part where I was like, I need to focus more on my relationship with Jesus before I let Mary in. Now I know that that's such a backwards <laughs> way to mm, look at mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. I think I feel like that's an experience of a lot of people of like, well, I got to get this down first before I can get this thing started. It, it's like that backwards idea of we have to fix this one thing before we can yeah. add on something else. Where in reality, I mean, in everyone's experience, sometimes, it, I mean, all the time, it's the opposite way, right? This yeah. thing will actually help you right. get there, right. right? Like in right. business, like if you're trying to do it all, like, very like do yourself and all this stuff but you know you're like oh i have to do all this stuff and get it successful before i can invest in my business but then at the right. same time you're like well if i had invested at the beginning it would be somewhere else right. completely right totally. it's that kind of idea um right yeah so hmm. like going off of that you know we know that, and I know this is not a conversation about you Catholics worship Mary. We don't, <laughs> but right, right. We know we do pray for her intercession mm-hmm. because she is such a powerful intercessor. She's such a powerful yeah. um, saint who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the ways we can ask uh, for Mary's interception? Interception. Interception. <laughs> I love um, it. It's not even a word. Uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, but like in really practical ways, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, my daughter Magdalena is joining us because she decided she doesn't want to hang out with grandma right now. So here we are. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, which is fitting because I have just like entered into our lady's, uh, intercession. I feel like so much more since becoming a mom. Um, Mm. and just like, yeah. And especially, you know, in those like middle of the night time kind of things where it's just kind of like, okay, I have the energy for nothing right now. I only have the energy to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And it's so, um, it's so beautiful to just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to pray Hail Marys and like ask for our lady to like fill my daughter with her love and with her wisdom Mm -hmm. and with her grace. Um, and then from there, like, I know that she covers me. I know that she covers us and mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. But even like extending before that, I, I just feel like Hail, the Hail Mary is such a beautiful prayer because it's the words when I don't have the words. And I felt that in college and mm-hmm. high school when I didn't know where I was going to go to school, when I didn't know like what my vocation was, when I didn't know what I was going to major in, when I didn't know like, you know, whatever, I don't know things. The Hail Mary just covers everything because she covers everything and it's so good yeah yeah um so I I I just think like in a practical way like asking for her intercession just praying Hail Marys is just it's just amazing because it's just like mom like that's all that it is it's just like mom and I think that that's such a beautiful way to start is like yeah like when you're encountering things throughout your day that are filling you with anxiety that are bringing you joy that you just like need more than what's going on, then like 
call your mom, you know, like just, yeah. and it doesn't need to be this big rosary because I know that sometimes that's intimidating, but just like praying Hail Marys throughout the day is just, it's so beautiful and such a great way to invite in her presence. Definitely. And I think too, what you said mm. triggered something in my mind of like, we don't have to come up with all the answers ourselves. And sometimes Mary is the perfect person to go to when we, we need help living out our role or help living out specifically our femininity as women Mm. right of like oh mary come and be with me and help me like Mm -hmm. treat this person with love even when i don't want to (laughs) right right or or just like situation with understanding yeah right or teach me how to to be more receptive (laughs) or or show me how to be more feminine or or whatever it may be because she is a woman and she knows all of you know, yeah. how to be a woman right. and she was the perfect woman. Right. So why not go to her? Right? right, right, right. Something I've been praying with a lot is even just like being up in the night with Magdalena um, has just been like, I, I told my mom, I was like, I have a new title for Mary, Our Lady of the Walking the Baby in the Middle of the Night. But just like imagining Our Lady in different um, seasons, like my own where um, like imagining Our Lady walking with Jesus and like what? what was she saying to him at 3am when she was exhausted? Like, what was she, what was she, I don't know, like, what was her heart disposition? Um, and that's the beautiful thing about her too, in that she wasn't divine of like, she, how much more, how much did she just experience our, our life? And then as a woman, you know, how, um, how just perfect, like, you know, what was her heart like when she, before, when she met Joseph, what was her heart space, like entering into marriage with Joseph? What was her heart space preparing for birth? Like, you know, those like normal things that so many of us like experience, you know, one way or another. Um, like, yeah, yeah, I just think that that's a way too to make her so relatable. And that just makes me like want to ask for her intercession even more. Yeah. But she's so like, she's so powerful that like Mm. going to her in these littler things or, or just mundane things of life, right? They're not little by any stretch of the imagination, but more so like things that we kind of have to do anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is it's like a no brainer. Um, but Mm. she's so big and so like, just so good that Mm. our Lord really listens to her. So we can also go to her in really difficult situations. I Mm. feel like sometimes, I mean, just speaking for from example, if it's like a big hitting thing, I'm like straight to Jesus. Right, <laughs> Where, right, right. You right. know, you can help. You, these saints are here to help us, right? Um, mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. Mary wants to come right. and like just not only like welcome us into her mantle, but also like not just like that comforting, like I've got you, but she also wants to fix it. Yeah. Right? She also wants to go to, to our Lord on our behalf mm-hmm. and say, they've got no wine, like do something. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Is that yeah. person too? She's not just the, the come, I'll comfort you. She's also the, Hey, listen, son. She's a fighter. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need something right, here. Right, right. Um, so have you like, just going off on that, have you ever had an experience of going to Mary in a difficult experience or like just like a bigger on a bigger yeah scale. yeah so many oh man um the two that come to mind um are one when I was in college in early college and 
um, there was just like a lot of relational messiness with somebody in my life and a lot of feelings, a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of unhealthy communication. And I prayed a novena to Our Lady Endure of Knots, um, discerning kind of like what I was supposed to be doing, which is so funny because now I'm like, uh, like it's so clear cut <laughs> years <laughs> later. I'm just like, I don't know why that was a question, but, um, anyway, I just prayed a novena for this guy and for myself and whatever. And, um, I felt so like, uh, just like her presence again and just at peace. And she, and, and the situation didn't end um, at the end of the novena, but I fell so much more in love with our lady and saw her just like walk me through this. And even looking, like I was so aware of it in the moment, but looking back, I was so aware of how she really like ushered me into my vocation and helped to build my heart um, into the wife and the mom that God created me to be. Um, and that was just like awesome. And that was just, you know, Our Lady Andrew of Knott's Novena, holy sugar, can't say enough about it. <laughs> it undoes yeah. you. Like, talk about something that, like, touches wounds and, like, brings about healing. Um, but that was one. And then another one, somewhat more recent, um, over a year ago. Actually, it's funny you bring up the wedding feast of Cana because that was our gospel reading at our wedding. Mm. And um, the week before the wedding, it was just, like, a very messy time. Um, I think that weddings bring out the worst in, like, everybody just because it's, like, mm -hmm. it's a high-stress kind of thing. And even more spiritually than that, like, the enemy hates the sacrament. And so there's just, like, a lot that goes on with a lot of people. And something I like to say, and I love being engaged. I loved our wedding day, like, you know, all these different things. Um, but I love just to say that your imperfections don't, nobody's imperfections are paused for the week of the wedding. And so there's a lot that, you know, like shows up. Yeah. And I was so distraught, um, really upset. I was crying in the Target parking lot with Colin, my husband. And um, he suggested that I call our, our marriage priest to just process some things. And so this is two days before the wedding and I called him and I was just like, on just like emotionally vomiting all of these different things that were going on in my heart and whatever. And um, he was like, okay, sounds like the wine has run out. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, all of your dreams and like expectations for this perfect wedding and what, like whatever you like thought, these like preconceived things, they mm -hmm. were so good, but they are gone. And it's like, you've already, you've been hurt and like, this is the reality that we're living in and this is perfect because there is so much space for our lord to move and so he encouraged me to go to our lady and ask her to intercede for us to like for the best wine and like have this heart of expectation and i love how our lady teaches us that of like my you know or a heart of anticipation like my expectation has run out like it's been shattered what i like the box i wanted to put this stuff in it wasn't bad but it's not happening and so now like I stand and I'm emptied and I anticipate that you are going to fill me with like beyond what I can possibly imagine. And that's exactly what happened. Like in the days that followed, I mean, gosh, our wedding day was like the closest I have experienced heaven besides maybe the birth of Magdalena. Like just like, Aww. oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even begin to talk about the grace of that day. But I really think that it was coming to terms with the reality of this is a mess and like like mother Mary, I need you. And I need you to intercede for me. And I need you to intercede for my heart because like the Lord was going to make that day amazing anyway, but I needed to be in the heart disposition to perceive mm -hmm. it and like receive it. So yeah, yeah that was, 
that was a really powerful thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's totally. And when things don't go our way, right, we can throw our hands up and just yeah. have a sour taste in our mouth, right? Yeah. Or right. or we can change our disposition to say, you know, I had something planned and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something better is coming to me. Right, right. right. Um, but though, I mean, with weddings, <laughs> it's so true that the devil hates the sacrament. And so mm-hmm. they are going to be attacked from every side. And I mm-hmm. think couples who are madly in love and they're, you know, on this high after getting engaged, they don't quite understand what that battle looks like in right. the engagement period. Um, right. But I digress. That's another. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's another so conversation. But that's why you need period. to be close to Our Lady, right? Like, consecrate yeah. your marriage to Our Lady. And um, mm. I wrote a blog or not a blog post, an Instagram post um, recently about how a friend of mine, um, when she was getting married, her priest told her like that engagement and and this like the wedding is a season of labor pains because you're birthing your mm. vocation. Mm. And who knows like that better than Our Lady? You know, like. And, you know, we, we believe that she didn't have birthing pains because she's perfect and amazing, but like she, um, knows like the woman, the feminine heart, and she knows Mm -hmm. what it's like for Satan to go after you. And it's not like, you know, her perfection isn't that she was untouched by the enemy. Like he still went after her the same way that he went after Jesus, but she just Mm -hmm. like received so much grace to be so rooted in her identity and, being a daughter of the father and um she was just able to like be strong in that and so i think yeah just like a word to engaged women or if there are men listening to this podcast like you you got to stay close to our lady because it's just like the easiest the easiest way to get through this stuff <laughs> that's yeah. it What's up, beloved fam? It's me, Laura Jean, interrupting this episode to tell you about my flagship program, Made Beloved. Made Beloved is a proximate marriage preparation program that was designed with single individuals and dating couples in mind. When I was getting my master's in marriage and family theology, I was filled with so much gratitude that I got to study those topics as a single woman. I knew what I was learning was changing my life not only then, but would change everything moving forward. I created this program not as a typical marriage preparation program where you already know who and when you're getting married, but more to answer the big questions of, was I made for this? What are these longings teaching me about the design of God for marriage? Is there really something that can fulfill all of these desires in my heart? And if there is, how? How do I start building a life that supports this beautiful design of the Creator? We go over all of that and more in the 12-week Made Beloved program. I only open up registration a couple of times a year, so go to thebelovedcollective.com to learn more and to sign up for our waitlist to be the first to know when registration opens up. Looking for curated, beautiful paper goods and intentional products to simplify your life? Then look no further than the Beloved Co. shop. Yes, my very own product shop is here. Each product is made with the intention of helping you live well in the present moment. Stationary to connect with others, desk pads to help us remember what's really important as we plan out our weeks, and so much more. Intentional Catholic products to help you be a saint now and prepare you well for your future. These also make excellent gifts, so if you're looking for a gift for someone special in your life, check out the Beloved Co. shop on our website, thebelovedcollective.com. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D, and as always, you can find the link in our show notes. Seriously, and and even just looking at her perfect 
relationship with Joseph. And and yeah. sometimes I think we want to just take saints or, you know, Mary to just be like them, like focus on their mm-hmm. life. But the reality is that we're not made to be alone and our lives right. are, are connected with other people. And so we can't really talk about all of Mary, obviously without Jesus, but right, also right. without her marriage and Joseph and the life that they built and lived together mm-hmm. and her friends who were her neighbors, right? With Elizabeth. Right. Like, I love how that's such mm-hmm. a focus, um, you know, the visitation and her going to see her cousin right. and things like that, because it shows that, you know, we're not alone. And in this, right. this kind of strange society that we're in right now, we are so isolated from other people mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. as things are opening back up and we can go other places we just don't really know how to live in community very well yeah and sure. it can be a real struggle and so to start seeing the saints and to see mary in not only her beautiful role in her life but um with the other people who came up and came around her too, right? Mm-hmm. With Joseph and their marriage and obviously with, with Jesus. But I love also reflecting on maybe like her girlfriends, right? Yeah. That I know her relationship directly with God was so um, like close, close-knit. Yeah. I mean, there's no way mm-hmm. that she couldn't have had a close relationship with God and then birth to right. the son, right? right, right <laughs> I don't right. think that that's possible. But um, having a close relationship with God teaches you how to have a close relationship with other people. And so mm. to have such a relationship with God the Father in her life, I can only imagine like what her relationships with other people were like. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I think she must have so had the ability to just see everybody with the father's heart, which is mm-hmm. something like I desire so deeply is to be so aware that every single person that I come in contact with is displaying a facet of the father's heart unlike anybody else, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether that's you or, you know, like whoever it is, like person that I struggle with, fill in the blank, whatever. And how our lady must have just like been so aware so close to the father that she saw him in every single person and was able to like treat them with that love and respect and dignity you know um that's another just like beautiful trait of femininity I think is being so tuned into the father's heart and like your identity in that that you're not threatened by other people's but like you're able to celebrate it you know yes oh I love that I love that and and two to think you know you were talking about um, how Mary was tempted to like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to think of her as, you know, a perfect person, which she was right. Yeah. Right. But, but because she is perfect, I don't know, we have this misconception that she, you know, was just kind of, um, in maybe like a bubble where, where there was never right. anything coming against her and her relationship mm-hmm. with the father which is not Mm -hmm. the reality. I mean, the reality is, yes, she was conceived without sin, so she was ahead of us in that, of course. Right, right. But, like, the grace that she was given was a gift, and it also depended on what she did with that gift. Yeah, 
that she remained sinless right so there she was tempted plenty of times i imagine and Mm. plenty of times i i bet she you know had misunderstandings with joseph or misunderstandings with her parents like hey you know i'm pregnant at 14 and right (laughs) not married (laughs) it's god (laughs) it's god yes um but you know we can see those those mysteries of her life and think you know we see it as how she came out of it right Mm. and and sometimes we don't even think of oh maybe there was a struggle there maybe there was that decision to to follow the lord and i think it's beautifully um expressed to us when you know at the annunciation because the angel comes mm. and asks, right? Like mm. I've been sent by the father and, you know, he wants you to have his son and right. she has to respond and she mm. has to give her. Okay. She has to say yes. And, or otherwise it's not going to happen. Right. 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 Yeah. And so it's that, it's that response. It's that, well, she could have said mm. no, but right. she said her fiat and, and we, right. we want to take after her example in that. But that could go only, ahead, go like, her, her response could only come from a mix of grace from the Father, but also in the strength of her, her like, decision-making muscles <laughs> of right, her whole life. Right, right. right. Totally. And I think that her relationship with the Father shows us so much about him um, and, mm. like, yeah, just so much. Like, in, in just what you're saying, like, I've learned so much through the story of the Annunciation. And Ave Maria, where I went to college, um, is, like, a big, big into the Annunciation. That's, like, our school's <laughs> feast day. We have a huge party um, yeah. in March every year and, you know, whatever, all these different things, which is so beautiful. Um, but I, so I've prayed with the Annunciation a lot over the years. Um, but just, like, Yes, this reality that God does not enslave us or force us mm-hmm. to do anything. Like even Our Lady, who is so close to Him, like it's it's always a choice, and He wants us mm-hmm. to be on board with His plan for our life. Like He wants to invite us into that, which is the same thing. Like jumping back to that woundedness stuff, like He invites us into the process. He doesn't just snap His fingers and like, mm-hmm. oh, like you're healed. Like it's just this beautiful yeah. kind of like, okay, is this okay? And like opportunities to say yes and opportunities to say no um and Mm -hmm. sometimes like there isn't a right or a wrong kind of like yes or a no like Mm -hmm. he's just like letting us exercise our free will but just if anyone just yeah like is listening to this podcast and has this fear of fear of the father forcing you to do something to make Mm -hmm. you holy that is not him that is not his voice Mm -hmm. that is not his will for your life he is oh yes he is like a good patient father who respects our freedom because he created us that way you know Mm -hmm. yes definitely and while there's things that obviously he made us with a design he made us you know to function in such a way right and and those are what you know the church has handed on as as our guidelines right for our freedom but some people who have not lived their life in accordance with those guidelines can really be taken aback when when they are introduced to the church and this is part mm. of it and it can mm-hmm. be kind of like a whoa what what's all these rules mm. doing here like this seems oppressive right. um right but but it but it's not that way at all mm. right and i'm not just mm-hmm. saying that because i've been brainwashed right <laughs> i think some right, people right. Can think that 
but but truly it is for our freedom because it's the Mm. way that we were designed like with anything like a car you're not going to drive into the ocean it's not a boat right right Right. so it's not saying you know hey you're limited to the road but it's only going to work on the road. <laughs> you right, know? right, right, right. Exactly. Like, you exactly. can use your free will to drive the car into the ocean, but you will no longer have the function of the car. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's, I think G.K. Chesterton says, like, you can't break the law. You can only break yourself against the law, which is Ooh. so true. Maybe it's somebody else. So maybe fact check like me on that, that one before anybody quotes that. But just like this reality of like, it, like, whatever you want to talk about in our society, if you want to go the hot button issues of marriage, of life, of, you know, whatever, all of these different things. um, It's not these like made up church things. It's just reality. It's just objective truth. And you, we are the ones who are going to be hurt if we don't go with it. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. a, okay, like maybe I want to choose this lifestyle. Like I'm going to choose to wear red today. It's like a, no, like this, this is for my good because this is just how it is, you know? And we mm-hmm. learned that from our Absolutely. lady in her beautiful submission, I think, in the freedom that she lived her life in. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. see Mary's life and think she wasn't free. Yeah. You know, I don't think that that's a, a thought <laughs> that people have, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Which just speaks to the, that truth of, Right. There there is a way that we are called to live. And the fact that she was so blessed with grace, but also chose not to sin ever in her life. Yeah. That that she did remain so free, that that just speaks to that truth. Yeah. Of of how we were made. Um, I would love to hear when you feel closest to Mary. Would you share that? Yeah. Um, honestly, like right now it's the middle of the night (laughs) or, you know, like, uh, when I'm putting Magdalena down for a nap or something and she just won't go down. And so it's okay. I have my vacuum sound on and the fan and it's dark and I can't be doing anything productive. And there's like a million and one things to do. And the gift of my presence is it like, that's, that's Mm -hmm. it. And how, um, (laughs) she's like yeah mom um but yeah how just like I just feel like our lady so strongly in that hi honey yeah um and just like walking with me and how she walked with our lord and was patient and loving and um present and um yeah she just teaches me a lot of femininity of that which is really awesome oh yeah Yeah, that's beautiful I I'm not a mother yet, <laughs> but I can see that I have, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and yeah. I, I can definitely see that of in my siblings, uh, parenthood to see that, you know, that closeness with the way that Mary lived her life and just, just the fact yeah. that like, those life stages also happened. Right. Um, and so for me, not as a mother yet, <laughs> um, yeah, I really feel like when I'm close to Mary is when I'm drawn close to other women. Right. Mm, I love that. And, and also when I'm like really in tune with the father's heart too. Mm. So it's like those two mysteries of the rosary of the annunciation where she was just so in tune with the Lord and saying yes to what he Mm. had for her. 
and also the visitation of her just dropping everything to go help a friend, right? Yeah. That, those are the times when like, I feel yeah. so close to her. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, even like on that, another time I feel really close to her, honestly, oppositely almost of how is how like when in the seasons of my life that I've desired community and it hasn't been there, Mm. especially with women and how that is such a, um, that draws me into deeper relationship with her so much, especially thinking about, um, yeah, the visitation and how like we are created for community and she cares about the people in our lives. And I love just like praying, um, that mystery of the rosary for friendship and for community when there's seasons Mm -hmm. of my life that it's kind of like what's going on you know and I feel her like I feel her presence in that um last weekend I hosted a brunch for some women locally we recently moved back um from Florida after my husband graduated and um yeah and I just you know new town and it's I'm a mom and I'm working part-time so I'm super busy it feels like and you know whatever and so I just kind of threw out on Instagram, whoever wanted to come in the area and um, just some amazing women showed up and really beautiful, blessed conversation. And um, mm. yeah, just like beginnings of friendship, but everybody was talking about how they had like recently been praying for greater community. And some people specifically were talking about praying the mystery of the visitation. And, um, mm. and I love that because like, that's not like, like, that's just something women do, which is so cool. Like, yeah. all right, I don't have like friends and I know that our lady cares about my friends and I know yeah. like God cares. And, um, yeah. And so like, I look to the ultimate examples of relationship and the ultimate examples of community. And that's where, like, where I want to go to, where I want to draw from and like trust in, in whatever waiting period, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely. And I, and I think that you're right. It's so feminine to, to like see that need and then to be like, you know what, if I don't have it right now, I'm just going to invite, right. I'm just going to show up. Like when Mary received the news that Elizabeth was with child, Mm. she didn't wait for an invitation. Yeah. She just left and she left in haste. Like she was, she was, there was no question in her mind that she needed to go and be with her cousin and help her with mm. with her pregnancy and her birth, right? Mm. And I think that's just so beautiful. And 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 the visitation is where I took um, my inspiration for mm. one of my note cards that I mm. um, have I in my that. shop. It's yeah. not open. Um, I'm super excited. <laughs> Everybody, run, don't walk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's it's this image of a woman, and she. She's turned away from you. So you don't see her face, but she's carrying flowers. And so it's kind of this, this, she's on her way somewhere and she's on her way to give her time and her, um, conversation and to give a little gift of flowers to whoever she's visiting. And that just reminds me so much of the visitation and just reminds me of when we want to drop everything and go and be with, um, our friends or our community. Um, but sometimes we can't right. Be there in person. Um, but we could, you know, at the very least write a little note that, that could be Mm. that intentionality. I'm thinking of you in place Mm -hmm. of you showing up. Right. Because we have friends all over the world these days. Like that's right. 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 You know, going to a school like Ave, I went to Franciscan. And so, you know, people from all over the country and all over the world, go to school Mm -hmm. there. So it's like, now I have all these great friends who I've been friends with for four years, but 
now we're scattered through the country or the world and it's hard you know we want to jump in the car and we want to jump on the airplane but we can't always right and so Mm. you know sending a note that's even just a touch more like intentional than sending a text although send the text right Right. send the text make the phone call do that Mm. because I mean, how do you feel when you receive those texts or those calls, right? Oh, you amazing. feel so touched, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, yes. Well, and it's like... so, I think, yeah, what you're saying too about like the intentionality of presence, like mm-hmm. that's our lady, like right there. And, you know, a phrase and how, um, you know, you see that in scripture. We don't know a ton about our lady, but from the moment, the first moment we meet her through like the passion and resurrection Mm -hmm. and the descent of the holy spirit she's just there like she's Mm -hmm. not necessarily making dinner for everybody she's not necessarily um i don't know cleaning the floor isn't necessarily giving this big talk writing a book whatever but she's just like Mm -hmm. like she's there like she walks with jesus on his passion like she's standing at the foot of the cross she's in the room with the disciples Mm -hmm. with the when the holy spirit comes and i think yeah, like women listening to this, like don't underestimate the power that the Lord has like placed within you to just come and just sit and just be. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, yeah, and I have been since graduating um, two years ago, like just been so aware of the beauty of like the just like quick reach out, you know, of like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't have like time for a phone call, but I'm not going to let that prevent me from like sending a note of encouragement of just kind of being like hey and even in in motherhood it's been awesome because like love pro-life catholic colleges so many of um people who my friends and people i wasn't even close with who graduated before me or right after me um have kids now and so like there's like this added level of being a catholic mom a catholic wife in today's world uh but just like when you know people are going through a similar thing or holy spirit just puts them on your heart like reach out and Mm-hmm. And give the gift of your presence, whether it's through a note card, through a text or a phone call, you know, whatever. It's totally. so good. Totally. We can take her um, example in that and and really run with that. And you're so right. It's the intentionality behind it. She wasn't somebody who kind of just went through life not thinking about things. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine, like I just want yeah, to like, that's so good. her mind about things because she spent yeah. so much time pondering her life. Mm-hmm. That's in scripture. She's just spent that time yeah, pondering is. and thinking and being intentional. And I think mm-hmm. that that is something that we can just very practically pick up yeah. and, and yeah. turn to our neighbor and just start being mm-hmm. very intentional. Right. With, right. Um, how, I mean, just our own lives right? Whether it be planning out our week, like intentionally sitting down for a period of time, putting what you have going on that week, putting down yeah. maybe who you're going to connect with that week, yeah. right? Um, all of these things, who, you know, whose feast days are that week so that you can be prepared, right. things like that. And that's really the intention of um, just like, just living with intention is is key I think um and I think you're so right I think also like that point of pondering we did really touch that that's like such an important thing yeah um and I I think this is yeah it's so interesting I, I have found 
Like I'm someone who is very emotive, surprisingly, and like needs time <laughs> to process things, you know? And so it's like, oh, this big thing happened. I like in my single life, I would just like go to the chapel for an hour and like want to sit and like be there. And I should say my single college years because everything picks up after you graduate from college, <laughs> regardless of if you're married and a mom or not. But like now, I mean, yeah, after that, so then like starting to work full time afterwards and then I got engaged right after graduation. And so all of that, that came with all of that um, and now being a mom and it's like huge things are happening in my life. Like all of the time, I feel like whether or not like the world would call them huge, but everything from like her birth to just like a random thing that happens, that's like really moving to me, but I don't have the time to sit and like sit in that. And I think our lady felt that way too. Like she's doing so much way more than I was because like, you Mm -hmm. know, hello, modern technology, but just the beauty of, um, yeah, just the beauty of like, I'm going to ponder like in my heart while I'm doing whatever x y and z mundane task and like allow the lord to come into that and ask him to keep showing me where he was in those moments and um yeah and just like ask the holy spirit to enlighten my heart and my mind like he did to mary's yeah Yeah. and and part of that too is like yes modern technologies has made some things a lot easier but it's also taken so much of our time and attention so yeah it can be hard to just sit inside like we we don't even do that right (laughs) when was the last time you just sat in silence and maybe you were like falling asleep because you were so bored or right right or because you're so instagram instead you know or like we're scrolling instead of Mm -hmm. you know like being in his presence instead of reading scripture and i think we so Mm -hmm. often say like oh i don't have time but it's like how are you feeling your time like please show me how much time you spent on your phone last week. You know, like exactly. break like, it down for me because I don't, I think you have time and you just like, <laughs> it looks different depending on the season, yeah. you know? Exactly. And, and, you know, just like a quick thought on time. Like we each have the same amount of time that Mary had in her day that we do in our day mm-hmm. or that Jesus himself had in yeah. his day. But right. also right. In, in, in the aspect of time, I think we, I don't know if it's a pressure of, specifically this generation or what but we have this I feel this pressure to like have everything together at a younger and younger age right yeah you start feeling yeah. like oh I'm this old now and I don't have this together or, or whatever the case may be but we look at right. like Mary yes she was she was mm-hmm. young when she had Christ however mm-hmm. you look at Christ's life yeah he didn't start his ministry until 33. Right. And like, right. so th- all of those years, he was being formed by Mary and, and, and just forming his, his, his mission. Like he was preparing for his mission that whole time. Right. And I think we forget that. We forget that yeah. he was 33 years of silent working silent being in a family right um being with those around him but still like we like this this rush of oh my gosh Mm. we have to be successful at 20 or we have to you know do whatever have it all figured out you know yeah exactly exactly and i think you know even there's this push right now in our culture of like who needs college? Like, don't even go right. to college. Start your career young. Start now. <laughs> right. And I feel like 
for some people that's that's 100 like that i works. don't think college yeah. is for everyone but you i mean maybe it's more of a, a problem of higher education these days however mm. like what happened just sitting with information what happened yeah. to you know wanting to learn just for the sake of learning so mm. that your mind can be better formed right like it's spoken it's, like a true liberal arts advocate <laughs> I love Amen. It. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I have my master's degree and I'm like, I want to keep going <laughs> yes, <laughs> because yes. I, I see the, the beauty in that sitting with information. Mm, Maybe, mm. you know, you don't understand it, but that's why you're reading it. And that's why you're sitting right. with it. That's why you're yeah. trying to figure it out. You're growing your mind. You're growing <laughs> your experience of life. Right. Right. Um, and I love that too. in in the sense of like, my vocation like I did not think that I was going to date in college really and I didn't think I was going to get married right after college um and yeah and even like being diagnosed with some kind of infertility stuff like I didn't know that kids would be possible and you know nobody ever knows anything um but just like the slowness of the seasons leading up to that even though it happened like quote unquote a little bit earlier for me maybe um I didn't and again like when I share with my about my relationship or anything like that like it is not from a place of do this and then you will get this it's just how the lord has worked in my life mm -hmm. and um and a lot of that was just like sitting in silence and being formed and the first date that i ever went on was with my husband um which is awesome to me um but i know that's not everybody's story and like mm -hmm. that's okay but even just in that of like i i saw a lot of my friends going out and doing things and dating people that they knew like weren't the ones and um you know making choices that they were just like whatever and i sat i sat it out and like sat it out with the lord by the grace of god um and waited and i think that's like where the best things come from is when we make those sacrifices and we allow him to just like set the timeline and um don't buy an instant gratification and um just kind of be formed in the moment even when we don't know exactly what's going on mm, yes Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I'm so sad that our time's almost up <laughs> because I feel like we could That's just keep so going. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, there's so much, but I love to ask my guests um, to share a quote that they have been touched by recently, or, you know, I hate to say like favorite quote, because literally when I was little, I had a notebook that I would write all of my favorite quotes. In. I had a whole That's notebook. Awesome. So I'm like, I can't, <clears throat> ask people to share their favorite <laughs> but I can That's ask them so to good. share one that they've been liking lately mm, so do you have one in mind yeah. that you could share yeah what came to mind when you asked that was I've been praying with the verse this week um I think it's Isaiah 43 43 or 44 of behold I'm doing a new thing um do you not perceive it and that's kind of been our our family verse this week of um just how like yeah, how the Lord is just always about a new thing. Like he's about a deepening and he's about a new thing. And um, you don't have to wait for a specific liturgical season or life change to enter into that newness or receive that newness, whether it's newness in healing, newness in good habits and excellence um, in prayer, whatever it is like, yeah. So I guess maybe applying it to this topic specifically, like maybe he's doing a new thing in your relationship with our lady today on her beautiful feast day. Um, and like, don't be afraid of that thing. Like, don't be afraid of the newness and press into it. 
Oh, amen. I love that. I love that so much. Mm. Well, thank you again for coming and for oh, Magdalena to come and uh, be yeah. with us. <laughs> she is a gift for sure. So yeah. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for coming on and yeah. listeners. Thank you for being here and listening to what we have to say. And I hope that this encourages you not only one to go to Mary, right? In mm -hmm. all of the big and little things, but also to just accept her and, and have her yeah. come to you and, mm -hmm. and start living your life with intention, like her example. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Perfect. Until next time. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D.